welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode number, oh gosh, I don't know, something. Um, I just had to quickly do this podcast because um, I have to just vent. Um, yesterday, I discovered this Facebook page and website that apparently was a I guess they've been established since 2011 and I haven't heard of them actually officially until now and it's called Ahimsa cow's milk. I mean they don't say cow's milk, they say Ahimsa milk. So that is a contradiction in terms. There's no such thing as Ahimsa cow's milk. There's no such thing. The only Ahimsa milk is plant milk. But this is, um, I've been investigating them last night and today because first of all I just want to say that this is exactly the reason why the abolitionist approach does not focus on treatment. It focuses on use because slavery is wrong no matter how kindly you think you are treating your slaves, number one. Secondly, um, it just reinforces the property status, you know, of animals uh, if you act as if treatment is the focus rather than use because you're just reinforcing the notion that there are things for us to use as long as you do it humanely. Those That statement is so important for welfarers to understand. They just don't get it. You're perpetuating the property status. You're entrenching them in the property status when you go on about treatment and you don't focus on use. You are implicitly saying that it is not a problem that we use them. It is just how we're doing it that's the problem. And if you can't see the, you know, the issue with that, then I really don't know what to tell you. So anyway, um, so I've met a bunch of people at my stall, of course, and there, this is a really common thing. Like I've had people come up and say, on my street stall I'm talking about, and say, well, what about if the cows get to stay with their mothers and they don't get slaughtered? And I was like, there's nowhere on earth that that exists. I looked. I looked for ages once when a guy came over. Well, apparently this... Um, this Ahimsa milk, I suppose if what they're saying is true, they can validly say it's slaughter-free milk um, because they claim um, and that they do not kill any of the cows or the calves. They, they get sent to sanctuaries. Um, so I didn't know about this um, and so I think it is valid for them to say slaughter-free milk. Um, they have all this evidence that, that 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 is what they do. That does not mean that it's Ahimsa milk, okay? And that's what I want to talk about today. First of all, why are so many adult males, because this is mostly males running these things, so desperate to consume baby's milk their entire lives that they um, are just desperate to make it happen some way in which that they they who actually don't want to slaughter animals can feel comfortable about exploiting these animals. Now it's it's all because of the Hare Krishna. They're the ones who have started this. They're the ones who perpetuate it, and it's because their religion apparently says that it's 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 holy to drink you know cow's milk or whatever the problem is so i have met some Hare krishnas and they have been so impossible to reach on this issue so they don't understand ahimsa and they don't understand the concept of slavery and they or they don't care they don't care about the fact that they're that they're slaves so 
I've been reading this website and um, there is an actual website um, and there's a fact and I just wanted to point a couple of really troubling things that that I see I mean this is why I'm so grateful to Gary Francione for focusing us on this because when people come up to the stall we're very very careful to say even if there was such a place even if the cows got to stay with their mothers their whole lives and they knew they were never slaughtered which we we're saying is is not possible on with the world global supply and this ahimsa milk also proves that it's very much a niche market and something in the effect is very troubling I'll tell you about that but um, we say it doesn't matter if, if that even if that was the case it's still wrong to own a sentient being and to exploit them for their reproductive abilities and to enslave them that is not ahimsa slavery is not ahimsa and you know we don't need to drink cow's milk so we could you know so then it ties into all of the other things which we do also go into which is health it's unhealthy to be drinking all this animal you know and cheese and all these things animal protein it's been linked to diabetes it's been linked to colon cancer um, to breast cancer and you know even if even if you don't believe the link just think about it logically why is a fully grown mammal still consuming copious amounts of extremely high level of fatty content and animal protein that is found in milk when they're fully grown you know milk is for babies and also it ties into the um, ecological um, side of things uh, which we also go into despite people thinking that we don't um, it's just not the focus that's I mean it's not the foundation it's not the fundamental message you know but um, it's it's all the land and all the water and all the um, you know the things the the resources that are required to raise animals um in order to to uh in order to keep them alive and in order to take milk from them and the land that's needed and things is way un is just an, a disgusting use of of our resources on this planet um when we could be using those um resources to have fruit and vegetables which are way more uh uh ecological way more sustainable and there's all kinds of facts and figures out there, and I'm not going to go into them now. Anyway, anybody listening to this probably is already vegan and probably knows that. Um, I just want people to be aware that this exists, because I didn't know. So let me go into a couple of things. First of all, remember that it's slavery is immoral. And if you really believe that, ahimsa milk is not, there's no such thing. I hate the fact that they've called it ahimsa milk. It's just perverted. So... Um, so I'm just reading on their website, and I just wanted to go into a couple of a couple of things. Um, one of the things on their fact is um, that uh, so they're saying people say these effects is if the cost of taking care of cows is so high, how will you control the herd population? Um, it says this is number 23 on the fact I'm not going to post a link because I do not want to promote the site I'm just referencing it so that people who are out there doing vegan advocacy and maybe you were already aware of this but I wasn't so get ready because there are so many happy exploiters and this is a result of the welfareist movement this is the problem and they don't see anything wrong with it and they're like well that's great they're not slaughtering them um, so they claim and so you know this is really 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 wonderful and they just don't they just don't get it um, there's a, there's so much wrong with this so it says on, on the number 23 it says if the cost of taking care of cows is so high how will you control the herd and it says we will manage the herd by being selective about which cows should become pregnant so they're totally controlling 
these animals and they talk about how you know there's people like defenders of them saying oh but it's natural cows want to have sex and they want to procreate this is the same argument that people use to to say don't don't you know prevent other domesticated animals from breeding it's not fair it's cruel to keep them from enjoying sex well there's no there's no freedom here okay so it says um so they so they control completely control that because they have to they have to when you're owning sentient beings and they're reproducing and you're and you're claiming that you're not going to slaughter them you have to control um control the population Uh, but you're still going to get them pregnant when you want and now here we go common work uses both natural method a bull and artificial insemination this is not our preference to inseminate cows and a two-year cycle of lactation meaning cows will give birth every two years to manage the herd side Um, so with the help of OMSCO or I don't know what that means I'll have to look that up and common work we hope to keep the herd size in control then you go on all these other places and including on their own Facebook page and including on their own front page and they say they don't use artificial insemination they claim they don't use it so they they are willing to use it and they are going to use it because they would have to use it if the if the cows and the bulls don't don't do what they need to do in order to get pregnant and it doesn't happen they're, they're going to have to use artificial insemination because this is a business so they say they don't pref- they prefer not to use it but there you go big giant loophole they'll use it so you know don't if anybody meets you and says there they don't use any artificial insemination say go to their fact page and look at question 23 there's a huge possibility that they're going to use it they leave it very open to the fact that they're going to use it okay um so uh what was the other thing the other so they they do send they say they send the the cows to um a sanctuary but they're going to use another thing they're going to do is they're going to use oxen so where are they getting these oxen from what's the what is the industry that they're getting the oxen from are those oxen um are those from animals who are never slaughtered is that from a farm where the where there's no artificial insemination where are they getting their oxen from because they're going to use oxen not only are they using cows um and um their and their calves which i also believe i found somewhere they're putting their own calves they're not all going to sanctuaries. They're going to be put to work, but so so the oxen are enslaved and shackled and used for for farm work um, because for some reason they think that that is the right thing to do. I guess because maybe Krishna wrote it in some book or something. I have no idea. I've talked to um, a hard Krishna who was just going on and on about oxen, and he had the nerve to say that it was impossible to farm without them. You know that we can do it without them, or they don't believe in in, in using machines. Um, for some reason, um, they can do it without enslaving animals, and they say that we don't have enough power. Human beings don't have enough power to to plow a field to that matches the power of the oxen. Well, that's true. I mean, oxen are way more powerful. But um, he, um, so this is what they're doing. So ask yourself about the oxen. You have to educate yourself about these places and these things because even though you, even though we don't focus on treatment, we have to also point out why. Um, I mean, slavery is wrong but there are still so much speciesism just just educate yourself i mean stick to the the bottom line that slavery is wrong which we always do anyway even before i knew this place existed i was like even if there was a place that the cows get to the the calves get to stay with the cows and i'm going to go into that because they don't get to stay with their mothers um but um it's still wrong so just you have to really focus on that and god i just i'm so and people are like welfareism doesn't hurt anything you know and and 
again, they're going to say, this is so great, they get to live. How about let's not breed them into existence in the first place in order to enslave them? Why is that not, why is that not what people are, ha- why are people not happy about that concept? Why are there not all the vegans out there promoting that concept instead of these kinds of things and rejoicing and celebrating on this happy exploitation? This is the definition of happy exploitation. And, um, and it's not available anywhere um, everywhere anyway of course okay so we've talked about the oxen that they're going to use and where where are they coming from and we've talked about um yeah so number 26 it says what happens to the bulls well the bulls will be retired to sanctuaries they say here but i believe i read somewhere else that they are going to be put to work on the same website so they're contradicting themselves but i have to let me just verify what what i said because i might be wrong about that i can't remember exactly where i read that um it says we will be exploring in a way innovative ways of farming using oxen and researching into finding economically viable and sustainable solutions for keeping oxen so in the meantime what are they doing with their oxen when they stop work they don't promise that the oxen are going to be put on sanctuaries they're just research researching things at the moment they're quite happy to to go ahead and start using the oxen another thing okay so they talk about how the they talk about how it's a himza because they don't break up the families they wean the cows at six months that is before the, that is a forced weaning. If you are truly, truly in a sanctuary, the a real sanctuary, if you go to a sanctuary, sorry if I'm getting, <laughs> okay, I need to calm down. In a sanctuary or in freedom, which is the opposite of slavery, a mother cow and a, and a calf, they wean when the mother cow is damn well ready. There is no human... Um, Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I've never run a sanctuary. Maybe they do wean them for some reason. I don't see why. Because if you are having a sanctuary where the cows are allowed to simply live, to just live, then um, the the um, the mothers will not be forced to wean their cows at six months. So I was reading on um, other websites about biological. Because I was trying to find out, okay, how how much in the wild or a natural cow you know a natural life of a wild cow when do they wean their wean their herd um calves so i've got this um website i've got this article that's about um, artificial weaning of calves benefits and costs and it's from 2002 um and there's research going back into the 80s so this is only one source but let's just use it as a guide um because i I'm in a hurry and I just I just have got lots to do today but I just I was lying in bed last night just going I can't I didn't know about this and I just thought this here and the, you know the people who are defending this they've come on the Gary the reason I found out about it is because they came on Gary Francione's I can't remember how I found it somebody came on Gary Francione's Facebook page where I'm a moderator and they're so obnoxious and I went on this um I mean until these are not vegans who are like you don't know what the hell you're talking about there's a hymns of milk and you're just so ignorant and there's vegans who are saying you know milk is unethical because all of the calves are slaughtered and the female cows are slaughtered after a few years and these these people are saying you're ignorant because that's not what happens in a hymns of milk you need to research hymns of milk because that's not what happens this is the problem you know we do need to be we do need to to, to know so we can say to them it doesn't matter whether or not they are claiming they're all going to go to I mean this is a new venture so uh, uh, you know um, it's still very much a niche a niche um, their intentions in terms of I mean their intentions are to be happy exploiters their intentions are not to slaughter I give them that their intentions are not to slaughter these animals um, I admit that but that's not the point so um, 
anyway so going back to the artificial weaning um, on this website they were talking about a semi-wild herd because there's some places in the states where the land is so huge um, the land you know the area of land that is so enormous that the the car they're not not like in New Zealand where they're very very controlled and in England and they aren't I mean they're not they're allowed to roam around a quite a lot of land in New Zealand compared to feedlots I guess but in the wild or on America with this is massive landmass they they can really roam far and and um, they they become semi wild um, they're not wild but they become semi wild so they're comparing um, they're comparing semi wild um, cows uh, and they're comparing um, Scottish Highland herds they're comparing African cows with European cows semi wild cows and um, managed and then they're calling managed talking about managed cows um, and the problems of um, so this, this is a farmer this is not this is not an animal rights website this is this is all about um, how how to best exploit these animals so it says the and the findings suggested that the the pro common practice of artificial weaning seriously impairs the welfare of the calf and the mother resulting in depression of the cow's reproductivity i mean no kidding right so um so they're talking about a semi a semi wild um the females generally at the earliest is 7 months but mostly around nine months 8.8 .8 months for the females and the males are significantly later at 11.3 months so that's almost twice as long as the ahimsa I'm not even going to call it that as the happy exploitation I'm going to call it that this, this and that's in quotes by the way happy is in quotes whenever I say it so this happy exploitation milk is um, they're weaning them at six months so they are separating the mother and calves they are still doing that um, so the calves of the managed herd and look at this it says here in, in, um, the, in this research they're saying the managed herd so this is not the semi-wild herd were artificially weaned at about the about, at about eight months so even if it was close to when they were being weaned they were they're still artificially being weaned in other words they're being taken from their mothers so being abruptly and permanently separated from each other was a traumatic experience so um i can get we can have a look at how exactly they they wean them in the wild uh sorry in this in this ahimsa sorry this stupid happy milk total happy exploitation rubbish um but they still wean them um so let's have a look where it talks about um, I'm just on their website so um, they're free to graze yeah so when they go to a sanctuary I mean once they're in a sanctuary then that's okay but think of the pressure as well being put on um, on the sanctuaries to take on all of these um, um, to take on all these extra cows above the cows that they're all that are already um, being saved. I mean, <clears throat> this isn't going to save any lives. All the all the other cows are are still going to go to slaughter, and in fact, they might be less able to. I don't really know, but a sanctuary might be less able to to take to take cows that have been that have escaped or that have been emergency rescued from definite slaughter from a slaughter, you know, whatever, um, because they're too busy 
accommodating these these exploita exploitative farmers here who are like well you know we we want to promise people you know we want to feel better about exploiting these animals and we want everybody else to feel better about exploiting them so we're gonna um we're going to insist you know that that we keep breeding them but we'll just give them to you to to look after i mean i just don't think that it's um i just don't think that it's it's very good um, for the sanctuaries, to be to be quite honest, um, you know, ideally we want to be in a world where there is no need for sanctuaries, really. Hey, I mean, isn't that the idea? We don't want to have refugees who are completely vulnerable, completely domesticated, and who are completely dependent on us for their entire lives and who are not free um, to be put. Because in a sanctuary, they're still not free. They have to be fenced in. They can't just, you know. So, um, and then they're also saying that they're going to have a, a scheme to adopt a cow in September. This is all very new, so this is, I think it was maybe September of even this year, although they don't have a year on this. Um, so, but I do believe that I saw adopt a cow already. So they're, they're going to adopt cows out, out to people. And just like adopting dogs and cats out to people, it's a risky business. You can't trust that everybody, especially if they're non-vegans, you know, are gonna um, be you know are gonna look after that cow for the rest of or the rest of of their life, especially since they're so it's so easy to abandon animals and send them to slaughter. You know, um, I'm sure the logistics of sending a cow to slaughter is slightly different than just going and dumping off a dog or a cat at a shelter where they're gonna be gassed to death. But don't you can you you know in New Zealand they they just kill them they can just kill them at home. There's a thing called home kills. You just kill the animals. You just shoot them in the head, um, or however else you kill them. So they've um, so another thing that really really troubled me. So I, I, this is all very very troubling. So I just want to talk about this one question here, which I found really sort of scary. Um, if everyone drinks Ahimsa milk, then won't we have too many cows and not enough fields to look after them all? So their answer is, in a beef-eating country, this is this place is based in England, okay, this particular one, although there, I think there's a couple in the States that they're trying to set up, but in a beef-eating country where 95% of the population is non-vegetarian, because remember this is nothing to do with veganism, we are unfortunately not spoilt for riches what okay whatever that means very ominous but suffice it to say that nature has its own way of accommodating everybody in the life's ecosystem what what does that mean what does that mean can you explain that to me again the question number 12 on the fact if everyone drinks a hymns of milk then won't we have too many cows and not enough fields to look after them all well everybody boys and girls the basic answer to that is yes we will not we will not have enough but they can't say that here so they say this in a beef eating country where 95% of the population is non-vegetarian we are unfortunately not spoilt for riches I'd like to know exactly what that means forgive me I mean maybe you can help me out um, but suffice it to say that nature has its own way of accommodating everybody in the life's ecosystem. That is not an answer. And that is an ominous indication of some kind of death, as far as I'm concerned. Some kind of natural culling. Give me a break. Okay, so... Um, Alright, so then they talk about the quality of the milk and... 
and then they claim that the cow will not be exploited. It has been exploited, okay? Well, they do say it will not be exploited at the end of its life. They call them it, of course. It will be cared for. Um, it'll be uh, the cows will be put in. Uh, they will be put in sanctuaries. They got me saying it now. They they'll be put in sanctuaries. Um, so. So you can read the facts. So they they claim that the pension, hospice, vet, and reserve is built into the price of the milk. Um, and it says, where are the retired cows and bulls sheltered? They, along with the bulls, are sent to a cow sanctuary. So let me now talk a little bit. I'm on their webs page, okay? This is what really, you should start really paying attention. Again, this is still about treatment, but remember, we don't really care about that, but it's good to be informed. Uh, despite what people think, you know, they're so ignorant about what we do as advocates. But yeah, we are informed, actually. But we just don't, we just constantly remind people that treatment's not the issue. We know all about the treatment in, in factory farms and supposedly free-range farms and in this supposedly happy, you know, exploitation place, okay? Um, so there's a picture of a little calf and it says, here's little Dunstan. He is soon no longer going to be the baby of the pack when brothers Harry and Henry come to join him. And everybody's like, oh, he's cute, he's cute. And then some nice sort of discerning person says, why does he have a ring in his nose? Surely this will cause him distress, right? Because he's got a ring in his nose, right? Why does he have a ring in his nose? Because he was forcibly weaned, okay? Then the hymns a happy healthy cow replies, It is like us having pierced ears and doesn't hurt at all. Eventually, and listen to this, this is where I saw it. Aha. So they're claiming that the, that the cows will not be, they will be put, the car, the car, the bull, the male cow, calves, the bulls, will be put to sanctuary. And listen to what they're saying on their flippin' Facebook page yesterday at 6.23 p.m. Eventually, Dunstan will weigh around a ton, and the ring will help control him when he is working, although commands are largely by voice. Okay, so now this is where I—that's why I was telling you. Remember, I was like, they don't just go to—they don't just go to a um, sanctuary. These these bulls are going to be used for work. They're going to be used as working slaves rather than just captive slaves. You know, um, doing non-work, which is what they're claiming. Um, and then they do say, although the commands are largely by voice, but they're still. So what I mean. Come on, people, let's really look closely at what these people are claiming that they're Ahimsa. I mean, we know it's not Ahimsa anyway, but if it was, if they wanted to get even close, they w it would have to be only a sanctuary. The only Ahimsa where animals are captive is is a sanctuary, and even that, in, in gen it's not. It's like it's like a, um, an, um, an orphanage in a way. It's, it's a bad, you know, it's a bad, it's bad that it has to exist. They do wonderful work and they save lives and they do provide these, you know, they're beautiful places, um, sanctuaries and, and in comparison to the hell of real life, but they shouldn't have to exist at all. And we shouldn't be overloading them with all these happy exploitation cows. You know, we've got, there's so many other animals who need, who need homes and the, and the sanctuaries are desperate, you know, but um, these, these people are claiming that they give the exact cost required for the cow. So they're not giving any more to the sanctuaries. They're not helping the other animals at the sanctuary. They're only able to provide for the animals that they give. I mean, naturally, it costs a lot of money. So here we go, people. This cow, this calf has a ring in his nose. He's a young calf. He was forcibly weaned. He's got a tag in his ear. He's got two tags in his ear, one in each ear. Um, which is probably a legal requirement, no doubt. So there you go. Okay, so so focus on that. Tell people you did, you saw that. 
Um, all right, and then so I looked at the um, the happy, healthy cow ahimsa comment that it doesn't hurt at all, and I thought to myself, that's a load of crap. It does hurt. I've had my ears pierced. If it didn't hurt, it wouldn't be able to control him when he's working, and um, and knows. And so I went on a New Zealand farming website to talk to just have a look at nose ringing a bull okay and here is it's called lifestyleblock.co.nz because in New Zealand um, there are what are called lifestyle blocks where people can slaughter their own animals and raise their own animals um, and use their own animals just in their own backyard so they have chickens and they have cows and they have sheep and they send them to slaughter and they have just a very small amount of them so rather than a big giant farmer you have people who have a house and they have some land and they get the milk from the cows themselves and they probably get the wool from the sheep themselves and they get the, the hens the chickens from the hens but they still all send them to slaughter and da 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 so here we go who should ring the bull? So talk, this is all about nose ringing a bull. If it's like, why why bother to nose ring a bull, a bull? Um, and they're even saying, um, don't don't do it unless you you really need to work the work him or lead him. There's no need to ring these these bulls unless it's a to wean them, and b to um, to um, control them and work them. That's why this so-called ahimsa is ringing, is put a ring through Dunstan's nose. Um, they even admit that. But anyway, here this farmer says, who should, this? they say, who should ring the bull? Um, this is a job for a vet veterinarian for a number of reasons. Number one, by a farmer who is most certainly not an animal advocate okay this is all just about how to be a efficient exploitator exploiter the welfare of the bull it says the septum of the nose is a very sensitive area pinch your own to confirm this I read this yesterday and I did pinch my own I took my nails and I just pinched I mean I've had pimples in the septum of my nose and they hurt like hell so how dare this ahimsa milk people lie to their to their to their followers who are expressing concern and say it doesn't hurt at all can you trust these people are we trust are these people being trusted okay who who is saying this um pain and distress the the um so they say so this the so this website this new zealand farming lifestyle block person who's giving advice is very he's very obviously um experienced with handling bulls this is an expert about handling bulls and he says you know um, vets, veterinarians need to do it because it's painful um, because of the Animal Welfare Act because it's dangerous but this is probably a bigger bull that they're talking about um, and um, and they say if you um, if you muck the job up the bull will associate all that pain and stress with you and he will remember so this person is saying ringing a bull is painful for the animal and stressful for the animal it needs to be done very very carefully so don't tell me it doesn't hurt all right um and they say don't yeah oh this is horrible yeah yeah they're just yeah they're just it's just not it's not not painful okay so 
you know if you want to go and check it out but be aware that this is so so this is this is a very niche market they're only um uh, they're very small obviously I think it started and I think it was 2011 and they started out with eight cows I think they might have 12 now that they're starting with um, and uh, they are I think they've moved to one in the state so it is it is a very very small niche market so you're you've got you've got people who can afford to pay the price um, of um, this this milk which they're saying feeds it, it according to them and their calculations it pays for the entire caretaking of the animal for the the rest of her natural life in a sanctuary after they stop exploiting her at this farm for her calves and her milk and um and so there are only very sort of wealthy people i mean there's there's no way that you know i mean and and most people can't afford this um yeah so and another thing so so one of the, one of the th th things that happened at my soul okay so i'm done i hope that was enough i feel better i just had to vent and get that just off my chest especially about the ring in the nose and the lies that they're telling about not working the bulls how the bulls just go to sanctuary and then contradicting that on their own facebook page and then lying to people saying it doesn't hurt at all i think that's just despicable uh, but of course, this whole venture is despicable, isn't it? Um, and so, yeah, when people start to come up to you and talk about this, because they will, and they come on your Facebook pages, and they come on your blogs, and they blah, 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 blah about this, just just check it out and be prepared. But always remember, you need to be an abolitionist. Otherwise, you're just part of the problem. You're just part of the problem. Abolitionists have been combating this from the minute they become an abolitionist advocate, because even before this Ahimsa Milk um farm got started oh, I keep calling it that I shouldn't call it that it is not a himza even before this place got started um, people were always saying that what if they don't take the cows away da -da 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 -da. and I was like you can't not take the cows away because we need the milk well even these people are taking the cow the calves away at six months which is a forced weaning um, and that's what they're saying I mean we don't really know what's going to happen day to day especially as the business grows I mean, come on, we know that when you're using living sentient beings as economic commodities, it's just, it's just not good, okay? Um, but, be, you know, talk to them about it, and then, um, and always remember, and also, what I said to one, one girl who was just really, could not, didn't want to face the fact that, that the calves are all killed, and she was like, well, what if, you know, what if the, the calf gets to stay with his mum, and we just share the milk, and they don't get slaughtered, and da da, -da and I was like, well, first of all, it's still, it's still, slavery it's still exploitation it's still a completely unnecessary you do not drink cow's milk so it's wrong okay so just get off it but I was like but anyway where is this happy you know where is this cow is that the milk that you buy where do you buy your milk where do you buy your milk so the the thing is um you know the in New Zealand nobody can have access to this to these people's product because it's only in a very small area of England and then in the, in the states it's like a very small area I think of like was it Pennsylvania or somewhere? And then there was another one, I think, in Michigan. So um, it can't, it's, 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 yeah, it can't be got here anyway. But even if it could, you know, it's, um, that's not the point. And you just remind them that it's still exploitation. Just focus them. God, I, the happy exploitation movement is doing so much damage. This is not good, okay? It's better that they're not 
slaughtering the cows. Don't get me wrong. Of course it's better that they're not slaughtering the cows. They're not dehorning them either, apparently. And um, I'm sure they're more gentle with them, these these, these happy exploiters, because they want to be happy too. They don't want to deal with the same level of guilt. It's, all, it's really all about them. They want the milk. They want the milk. This is what they want. These animals exist because they want their milk. It's not because they, you know, what is the other, there's no other reason. They only exist so we can take their milk. I mean, that is the bottom line. This is, illustrates it perfectly. But, um, so yeah, it is, it is better that um, they don't get slaughtered. It's better that the cows, that the calves are not weaned at two days, but are at least get six months with their with their mothers before they're weaned. Yes, better, but better is doesn't mean good. Better doesn't mean right. Better just means less worse, slightly less worse. Okay, that's what it is. So think, look at the big picture. Remind people to look at the big picture and really focus them on that question number um, twenty um, three on the fact, which is the bottom line. If the cost of taking care of them is so high, how will you control the herd? Where they talk about using artificial insemination, which they will have to use more and more of as things get bigger. And especially at question number, um, where is it? The, the eco one. Sorry, my cat's meowing. What's the matter, baby? <laughs> yeah? It's okay. Um, if everyone drinks a hymns of milk... Now, question 12 on the fact. If everyone drinks a hymns of milk, well, then will we not have enough too many cows? Focus them on that and ask them very, very carefully about how that's going to happen. Okay? Because it's not. They can't. So it will just be a niche market. It won't... They, they can't, everybody is not going to be able to drink a, this fake Ahimsa milk. Um, uh, it's not going to happen. So it's just, it will remain, you know, a niche market. So what would that, what will that do? That will still perpetuate. So if you have these people over there, these rich people who can afford to buy this milk in these small areas, it's perpetuating the notion that cow's milk is, is necessary, is good, and it's, we have every right to take it. And um, it's not going to do anything to um, help all of the other millions of cows, billions of cows and their calves who are slaughtered. So the whole thing is so wrong. And I really, really, really resent the happy welfareist exploitation movement very much. I'm very resentful. Okay, I know that's not healthy. I know resentment is like us damaging and, and not a not a you know useful and da, 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 da. but that's I'm just being honest with you. I have to be honest with myself. When I'm feeling a feeling I need to be honest with it so that I can deal with it. And that comes out my resentment comes out when I'm talking to welfareers on my Facebook page or on Gary Francione's Facebook page or in person or through email, it, my resentment comes out and that affects my ability to um, to be calm and, and it doesn't, I don't, I still haven't managed to, to deal with that resentment. But I'm aware of it and, um, you know, don't get me wrong, I mean, there's, there's a huge amount of emotion, resentment, you know, dismay, sadness, anger at non-vegans, but you have to understand when I'm talking to welfareists, they're supposed to be on my side, they're not, they are vegans, they're supposed to be on our side, and they're not, they're going against us. 
that is the bottom line by promoting this happy exploitation and that's why I get so resentful it's a betrayal it's like going into a um, women's right conference and then um, finding out that the vast majority of people there are promoting happy pornography you know it really is that kind of shock it's that kind of solar plexus blow to your to your hope in a way but don't get me wrong I'm very very hopeful and and all that but yeah the resentment is definitely very real and I have to deal with it okay anyway that was that was my um, cathartic um, therapy for the Saturday morning and now I have tons of things to do today so I'm going to go thank you very much for listening and um, let's work all work together to become abolitionists and to let people know that it's not how the animals are used, it's that they are used at all, and that we need to abolish and not regulate animal exploitation. And have a lovely day, and thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back. Bye!